Don't leave to judges podcast. I'm here with Patty Broken Skull. Patty, yay, yay! What's going on, everybody? I'm happy to be here. As always, you know we like to we like to do this podcast. We like to talk MMA, and it's never going to stop, regardless of how you feel about it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm talking about Sam. He really hates doing this. Uh, no, I'm talking about the audience. You know, you guys stick around because we're doing something special here. We're doing something. You know, we talked about it off air. That's very similar to the old school sports guys. You know, they used to do sports radio. I'm the crazy guy with the with the soundboard and nothing in front of me but, you know, my phone that shows what fights happen. And then I guess <laughs> Sam does actual research and gives us stats and tells us about new fighters. So it's a perfect dynamic. And if you're not listening to this show and you're choosing to listen to Dominic Cruz or Big John McCarthy or DC, uh, you can leave now. I'd rather not have you. I'd rather go back down to 15 than have any of you people. No, nah, um, man. Bring uh, y'all all come over. <laughs> watch all the. Watch, what if somebody's listening to around. multiple MMA podcasts? And that would be insane. I don't know how you do it. All right. So what do we got here, MMA man? All day. All right. So let's talk about this card that just took place. All right. So what, this is what happened. We started watching. Uh, the, the, the fight, Daniel Marcos, uh, Q Lang, it goes two rounds. Here, what did I even write down for this? Marcos was the aggressor. And then round two, it was a fucking ball kicking contest. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ari Ling, uh, he, he was getting beat up pretty bad at one point, but then he got struck in the groin again, unable to continue. It just made me feel like I just wasted all that time for no fucking reason. All that time with the introductions and, hey, here we go. This is going to be a barn burner fight. Just kidding. We don't know how to throw inside leg kicks or body kicks, right? Uh, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you right now. I feel like I didn't start this card because my time's always fucked up. See right here, it even says 3 o'clock is when it started in my time zone. I didn't start to watching till 4 because that's what it said on ESPN. So yeah. I started watching at... Max Griffin, Jeremiah Wells. Oh, okay. And I was like, there's no fucking way that's the first goddamn fight. I swear. Nah, we, had, we talked about this late. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't see these fights, man. That's right. You didn't miss much. Uh, Farney Garcia versus Hader Emil. Emil, you know, he, he kept the pressure on, had a, slaw, a small little slam there to the first round. He was always going first, throwing knees. Uh, at one point, he was just like kneeing the shit out of Garcia against the cage. And Garcia, he sneaks in like a pretty rough shot there that they kind of stunned Emil for just a little bit. And that, that kind of is how round one ended. And then round two, Emil just gets in there and just takes Garcia's back. Uh, they were like reversing around. Uh, then Emil kept his back, got his back again, and he just destroyed him. He ended up fucking destroying it on top of him, raining down elbows and shit to the ref stops it. Nice. Is that how we predicted it? I think we we're leaning. Yeah, Gar further. Garcia was is nothing. He sucks. He shouldn't, okay. shouldn't be in the All fucking right. UFC. Nine and zero for Hyder. Got to remember this guy. All right, this next fight. God damn it! This, this guy, <laughs> this, this Zach Pegula guy, he needs to be gone, cut immediately. There's no way he should be losing to to this guy, uh, the way he did, especially Bogdan Guskov. Uh, so yeah, this this Pegula. Uh, he was just kicking the guy's leg while the other guy 
Bagdon was was head hunting. Was he's over there kicking his leg, head hunting. This guy ain't fucking around. He's coming. Right. He's throwing. He's not throwing bullshit leg kicks. Zach Pegula just seemed like he was fucking around in there, throwing leg kicks, yeah. just fucking around. Couple shots to the body. This guy's waiting back. He's doing the Derek Lewis, waiting back, ready to bust you upside the fucking head. And uh, yeah, he he basically he hit him and knocked his ass out. And I did like when he got on the the microphone. Uh, they were playing the clip back where he knocked him out, and dude was like, "Yeah, that was like surprise, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The, the, the thing about this guy, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, this light heavyweight division is very sparse, though, with people with the, that actually still have a name. And this guy had time on The Ultimate Fighter. People know him. He's got a huge backing from wherever he's from or whatever that is, right? But you're not showing us anything. Didn't he win or did Muhammad beat him? No, he lost to Muhammad. Okay. So the fact that he made it that far shows that you have the drive to be here how come when you step into the cage that changes is that weird know, man and you think you'd be getting like world-class training right now sure you would think and that's what i was gonna that was the second thing i was gonna say is it, this kind of goes back to the coaches like what was the game plan here leg kicks to a what overhand right confuse him I, what was the plan because leg kicks rarely win fights especially as a light heavyweight you know what i mean that's not but yeah you're right get rid of him Maybe this Bogdan guy is better than we ever imagined. And Zach is like, I can't. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, Max Griffin, Jeremiah Wells. So, yeah, this ended up going to a split decision for Griffin. Uh, Wells was in there with the spitting attacks. That guy was trying to swing with everything he had on every punch. Uh, Griffin, a lot of grappling and countering. Yeah, Griffin's uh, skill set here is what benefited him. He's a guy that's been in there too many times for your overly aggressive strikes are going to do any damage that's all we saw but we didn't see there was a lot of talk from the commentators of like hey max said he's feeling like he's better than he's ever been blah 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 gonna make a run for the title huh i think they said that about about both guys i'm like well not after that performance there's nobody in the top 15 that's like i'd, I'd like to fight max that'd be a good fight why <laughs> Yeah, there'd be no reason to. And that could have gone either way easily. Uh, Marson Procneo versus Devin Clark. What is going on lately, man? It's like these people are talking before the fight and like, okay, let's not hurt each other too bad. Let's. It's a, I, Damn, we're seeing this shit a lot where someone's in there and they're not trying to put the other person away. You know, both of these guys, Procneo, he was landing some combos and leg kicks. Clark did catch him with the spinning back fist at one point. But he, Clark didn't really do anything. Nothing. Pragneo, all, all scored uh, cards 30-27. I don't know what happened to Clark here because he was in a very offensive position most of the fight. He could have utilized any of his skills, leg kicks, you know, clinching him up against the fence, holding because as far as I watched from Procneos, he was he they kept claiming that he's a karate guy and trying to make that he wasn't doing anything very karate. No. You know what I mean? Besides moving. I mean, even his movement movements were kind of jarring. I don't know. Devin is a guy, I think, at this point, after losing those fucking teeth, <laughs> he might be a little hesitant on pulling the trigger. <laughs> you That's... see the thighs on this kid, though? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Like Tyson Griffin. You remember that dude? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, sure. Didn't didn't Joe Rogan say something crazy about him having a badonkadonk? <laughs> oh, I swear to God. He I swear well to God he did. The, uh, roars like, that dude, thick. 
Come on, Joe. <sighs> hey, 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 let me say this for everybody who listens to the JRE. Next episode you listen to, mark down how long into the episode it takes before he mentions a men's physique where he talks about a guy being jacked or animals. There's there's two. One of, one of those two things happens every Joe Rogan podcast. And you know what I hate? Talking about men's bodies. It's weird. I might be one of the only people on the planet that never listened to one of those. It, I, I couldn't even tell you, Sam, to go back to the original episodes because they were better. They weren't. It's still the same shit. Joe is still this arrogant, fucking better than you type of guy, and he talks down to everybody. And at a one at one point, his smartest friend was Brian Callen, which is just another comedian. But he had this dude on so many episodes where they just talked about space and fucking just getting really into it. And you're like, that was the, that was your smart friend there, that guy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I think I was listening years ago to I believe it was Stone Cold's podcast. And he had Rogan on, and he basically just talked the whole time about having this deprivation tank getting basically fucked up, wasted. Oh, yeah, that, that's number three. Tank. The cold plunge. That's his third one that he'll bring up to everybody. You got to do it, and I got to be there to watch you get in and stare at you while you float around. Is that weird? <laughs> Anyways, Luma, Loma Luke Boomy versus uh, Bruna Silva, very similar to the previous fight. Not a lot of action. Uh, Loma did connect with some heavier shots, but she never followed it up with the intention of finishing. She. This is all I wrote down. She did enough just to win, just barely enough to win. No power. Every when I think of Laura, look, Boomy, I think of power, but she doesn't have any power. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> all right. This this next fight. Oki, Cumbia, Chumbia. Another split decision. Uh, the Oki throwing, uh, that was a win for him, throwing tons of jabs in the fight. He got a takedown at the very end of round one. Round two, a very slow pace. Uh, he did end the round on top, but didn't do anything. And then round three was like no action whatsoever. You think you're down two rounds that you'd want to uh, go after a guy, try to get him out of there, but... Well, you'd also think if you're the type of guy that has all this hype behind him, you wouldn't go to decision for any reason. You see what I mean? Like this guy was in, they were hyping him up for sure. The highlights, everything about this Oki guy and decision. There goes your flame guy. Carlos Pradas, Trevin Giles. Man, come on. Come on. This dude straight from the contender series. Am I, am I wrong? No, you're not. Okay. And so this, this dude, we saw him basically starch the dude on the contender series too. He's got this long, you know, tiny torso, long legs, long arms. I don't know if he starts him quickly, but it was definitely a barn burner to the second round, and then he finally clipped him, I believe. Uh, yeah. Seeing him do this to Trevin Giles was basically the same thing. Same situation. You went, you went a little bit longer than you should have. He's, he's, he's nasty, dude. He's a problem. This is one of those where I thought, damn, Giles is looking not too bad right here. He yeah, called, I thought the same thing. I swear to God. You know, he I had the, the boxing going. Thing. He had the leg kicks. He was landing some shots. And then bam, he's he got the, the the reason he got KO'd so so uh, devastating. He did not see that coming whatsoever. He just yeah. didn't fucking yeah. see it, dude. Like, That's my dude. favorite thing. The ones you don't see coming hurt the worst. Yeah. And that motherfucker got laid out. Like basically, what it was was uh, this Prata guy. What's his name? Right, Prata, Prates. Either way, that's a, that's comedy right there. You asking me? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, 
either way, the guy was basically just throwing, countering Trevin as he was being offensive, and he caught him clean. Just beautiful shot. Fantastic work. Uh, you know, you can't say anything bad about Trevin. He was doing his job. He was trying to get the job done. This kid just had something else for him. Yeah, he <laughs> we called this next one. Pretty, I, I at least said. Not me. I, I thought Petrosian was going to win this damn thing. I don't know what yeah, I was thinking. It's because, The only reason I knew that this was going to be a problem is Procneo is not a guy that I've seen fight the ground game well. Not Procneo, is it? Oh. No, Petrosian. Why am I? Who's Procneo? I keep going back to the fucking <laughs> you first You went back, one. man. You're impressed by those But anyway, <laughs> but this Rodolfo guy I know for sure is like a fucking leech. If he gets a hold of, and he's big too. He's not a little jujitsu guy. He's a fucking big jujitsu guy. And if you look through history of MMA, the bigger jujitsu guys are, are more of a problem. Tim Sylvia got his arm broke by Frank Mir. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why oh, it's so man. impressive to see a guy at that weight being able to pull off jujitsu. The there way was that a run does. there where Mir was breaking everybody's arms. It was on purpose. It felt like what a dangerous man. Uh, but Rodolfo is another problem. I mean, he's gonna. He's the Damian Maya of this 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 era, for yeah, sure. He took him down, Petrosian. I was waiting for Petrosian to get up, and like, yeah, he was stuck. He wouldn't get up for nothing, and end up tapping him out. It's like, damn. Huh. I also liked Rodolfo on the mic too. He's a fun guy. Get it back in there, dude. You didn't you didn't get hurt at all. Sign that next contract quick. I hated this next fight though. We could skip it entirely because neither <laughs> one of these guys matter. Uh, yeah, that was nothing happening. Michael Johnson. Darius Flowers, all 30-27. No Johnson takedown, very end of round one. Not much was happening other than that. Round two, Johnson with a takedown halfway in the round and a takedown round three. That that was pretty much the fight. (laughs) And then, finally, some people came to fucking fight. And this, I will say, was exactly like we said. Robocop, uh, man, he was landing some shots all fight. And in round three, turned up the heat, knocked out Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares is a fucking joke as far as I'm concerned. Just about anybody could have beat Chris Weidman in that last fight. Chris Weidman, he came back. He, he's not like he's not half the man he was. I, I, I won't shit on Tavares as much because I like <laughs> he's not running from the fight. You know what I mean? Like he's right there. Like knock me out, bro. <laughs> knock well, me out. Please. And he did. <laughs> and yeah, he did. Absolutely. But he like there's some guys that would go into a match against Robocop and be hesitant and pull punches and be afraid to engage. And it'd be a boring ass fucking decision. You see what I'm saying? Tavares has never had a fight like that. He, he's like he's the Jeremy Stevens, you know, a guy who's gonna go in there and he's either getting knocked out or he's knocking you out. So it's a fun guy to watch. I don't think he has a, a, a bright future in the weight class. Per se, he's not going to be a champion or anything, but he's still one of these guys that you can watch his fights, and it's going to be at least moderately entertaining. Yeah, he's he's a trip, and he's really leaning into this RoboCop character. (laughs) I'm just like RoboCop. (laughs) All right, so I like him. Yeah, Eeyore Batora, Robert Brazchik. I don't know. We're going to have to learn that name. No, I don't think so. That was a terrible, terrible performance by him. Uh, so round one, uh, I thought Petora was on defense. You know, well, he was on defense all around one, going back. Uh, Rob, the Robert guy was taking the center, and then a fucking eye, eye, uh, eye poke, and he gets punched in the balls. Round three, both guys they finally started fighting, and Ihor landing lots more. He ends up knocking down, uh, Brezchek, and he ends up winning the fight. Yet 
uh, 30-27, 29-28 on one of the scores. Which I, I thought he lost the first, uh, one of the rounds, uh, the first round I thought he lost, but apparently, well, one judge saw it my way, the other two said he lost. Okay, he can, I, can I cl- clear something up here? Uh, this Robert guy, the Breezich guy, whatever the fuck his last name is, I was confusing him with the last card of that Radke guy. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I was like, we got to learn his name. He <laughs> fucking came in. And we don't even barely know him, and he did well. Uh, yeah, this is the wrong guy. Uh, but yeah, the iHorse shouldn't still be going to decision if he's really going to do anything. <laughs> this isn't going to work, especially against a guy who's essentially unknown. That's weird. <laughs> You've at least been in the UFC a couple different times. You should be doing more, earning your paycheck correctly. And then Dan Ige, Andre Feely. <laughs> this is, this is, dude, yeah, I think we pretty much had this one. Yeah. Ige with a nasty right hand. He landed a he did land a shot after <laughs> Andre was down on the ground, which Andre was joking about it afterwards. Uh, I was reading a day where he's. He uh, he said that dickhead didn't have to hit me again, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's what they said too. Dan even said he's like, you know, I like Andre. They're fucking great guys, but this is all business. We got to do our thing, and they fucking did. Dan is just, uh, let's think. He's electric. That's what I want to say. I think I want to say he might be the scariest fighter. A, like the same face the whole time he punches. No emotion. You know what I mean? He gets excited, but it's like you look angry, like you want to keep fighting someone. You know what I mean? Rather than just elation because, hey, I won. He's like, I think I want to bite into the fucking fencing. I don't know. But he's got to keep this up. You have to keep it up. You can't go one and one. You can't go one and three. You have to do uh, your next fight. Finish it any way you can. Two finishes in a row, that's going to look good for Dan Ige. And also, I think, like I said, there's a lot, like Umar Namagomedov is a guy who's very tough to sign contracts with because nobody wants to fight him. I think Ige is very similar in that way. If not not before this fight, he will be now. (laughs) Where guys are like, fuck that. What do you mean? The dude that has fucking stones as fists. It's fucking incredible. And he's got perfect timing. Perfect timing. He's he's one of these guys that will eat one to give you one because he knows his one's going to be that much worse. I like both guys. You know, I said this about Feely. He came back and was doing his thing, coming back up the rankings and shit, fighting good fights. And this was a good matchup for both guys. And I think it did a lot for both guys. This is a good fight. And I think we said something about this being one of the better fights on the card. Yeah. And this next fight, man, that this, you know, I, I, I bought into this Joe Pfeiffer fucking hype train. My goddamn mistake. I should have thought better of this. Jack Hermanson, Hermanson, Hermanson. 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 Fucking Pfeiffer was landing shots at will in the first round. Hermanson was just, I think he was just sitting back waiting. He, he knows Pfeiffer had never gone five rounds before. This was some great game planning. Uh, Hermanson, you know, the, the the longer the fight went, the better for him. And I, I, I think he won three, four, and five with the takedowns and other things he was doing. Yeah. Are you recording already now? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. And well, I want to say one more thing. Fucking Joe Pfeiffer, after he lost this, to me, he did not make this any better. He should hey, I apologize. I'll have to get my cardio back together. Blah, blah, blah. Instead, this motherfucker was like, yep. well, I was just lucky to be in the UFC. After that injury, I shouldn't even have been there. Blah, blah, blah. I came back ever devastating. Dude, that makes it seem like you, you don't want to fucking be there to be. 
You know what's so funny is he went on Twitter too and was like, all you people that were doubters and shit, whatever, whatever, suck my dick. Like, fucking, he's not handling this well. He no. got put into a position against a guy who is clearly a top three middleweight. 100%. Hermanson fights any of these guys in the top 10, and he does the, basically the same thing. You have to finish him. You have to starch this dude. You have to get him wobbly early. You cannot play fucking games. You want to play the game or Hermanson's game. 100%. There's nobody that he's fought that if he wasn't knocked out, he didn't do this exact thing. He's got cardio for days. He's strong as shit. He, he will stand with you. He knows how to time those takedowns. His submissions are great. He's just an all-around good fucking fighter. And as a veteran, that's hard to beat. So because he's up there in the division, Hermanson, you know, being at whatever he's ranked, I don't know. You can't really consider him a gatekeeper. But he could be the gatekeeper for the upper echelon. You beat him, now you're getting Robert Whitaker, Paulo Costa, you know what I mean, uh, Izzy Adesanya, right? You get these guys to, if you get through Hermanson. He's not the gatekeeper of the low level, right? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But he is this guy where it's like he has so many fucking weapons, you have to, you really have to try to beat him. And it showed us right there that Pfeiffer just doesn't have it yet. Pfeiffer doesn't have it yet. He doesn't have all the weapons. He doesn't have all the tools. He's got great knockout power. He's aggressive. He's willing to be in there. And that's, that's the most important thing. The second most important thing is getting all of your bases. You know what I mean? Cover everything. Whether it's your wrestling, your jujitsu, your fucking stand-up, kickboxing, Muay Thai, all this shit. It's MMA. Remember that. A fight can go anyway. Just because you think Hermanson's going to stand with you for the first round doesn't mean he's going to for the second round. Be smart. It's a, it's, a, it's a mind game just as much as it is a physical game, you know, being a sport. I guess I shouldn't keep saying game, but you get my point. Yeah, gotcha. And this leads us all the UFC 298 and... Anaheim, California, at the Honda Center. Don't you hate out every fucking arena, whatever's got to be named after, fucking vehicle or some company just because it's a couple bucks. I hate that they keep selling it. I hate that it keeps changing because yeah. there's so many legendary fucking fields, legendary fucking uh, arenas, and they're like, well, now it's called this. It's Crypto.com Arena. I thought it was the Staples Center. Yep. But yeah, we don't we don't see Staples anywhere anymore, so kind of makes sense. All right, so the first bout to start this thing off, Andrea Lee, KGB, yeah. we haven't seen her in a while, versus Miranda Maverick. So Lee, you know, she's 13 and 8. Her record's been pretty terrible. She's been not too great lately. Maverick 12 and 5. Maverick's got them seven submission wins. She's won three of her last four fights. Lee has lost six of her last eight fights. She's lost three straight. You know, I like her, but... This is how I see this going down. I see her getting very aggressive. Uh, and she's got good takedown skills, but a lot of times she gets too too aggressive, and she herself can get taken down. So I right. think she comes in there swinging wild. You know, if she doesn't land like a power shot, I think Maverick's going to end up taking her down to the ground. I'm not saying she's going to put her away. Yeah, this is going to be a decision for sure. These girls are going to go back and forth. Hopefully there's some damage, though. You know, hopefully somebody... I mean, KGB has got some decent stand-up. She's willing to stand there and eat shots, which is insane. Uh, and Miranda's willing to give them, but they're also both willing to wrestle. So we'll see, man. It might be a lot of clinching up against the fence. Uh, this next fight, Oben Elliott versus Valentine. Eh, how appropriate for the day. Woodburn. <laughs> All right, so this fight, man, this is what ought to happen, is Elliott ought to win this easily. He's 9-2. and two. Uh, this is his UFC debut. He uh, he was on a contender series. I remember this this kid <laughs> yeah. was talking about you have to like kill me to get me out of there, something like that. And he got beat up like in the first round, and he came back and beat up his opponent, outlasted him, and won the fight. 
does Woodburn this this is the UFC doing him a favor. Like uh-huh. Woodburn, you took one for the UFC, you took one for the team, you went in there against uh Nickel and you 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 let him beat the shit out of you. So we're gonna give you this fight. This guy's like a pure boxer. He got destroyed by Bo Nickel in thirty eight seconds. I see what you're saying. You're saying the UFC was like, Well, look how good Bo was. You must be Right? Because he lasted 38 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I think they're throwing him a bone. <laughs> they're just giving him an extra payday just that's because he was willing to take the Bo Nickel fight and well, pretend I, like he had any chance of winning it. That, that's do my you think theory. this is like a one-fight contract? Because I know Oban's already fought. <laughs> Has he fought in the UFC at all yet? No, not Oban hasn't. Okay, so it might be a one-fight contract, and whoever actually wins the fight might get an extra contract. Very interesting. I wonder how aggressive either guy's going to be. What if Valentine is a fucking sleeper, dude, and Bo Nickel is just that good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wild. I, well, the fights I saw in him on, on the independent circuits, I mean, like, he's like a pure boxer. He comes there swinging like crazy. It's just, you know, this Elliot guy walks into a shot, he's liable to get knocked <laughs> down. But he should be able to avoid it. Everybody should be avoid avoid this guy's shots. I'm excited. And Elliot's a, a huge betting favorite. Huge. And he's got... It's funny thing, he's got the height advantage. He's six foot tall. The Woodburn's only five eight, but Woodburn's got some long ass arms. He's got a two inch reach advantage on Elliot. Damn, very odd. All right, Walter Wade bowed up next. Josh Quinlan, Danny Barlow. Uh, Barlow, he's seven and zero. Oh. This is his UFC debut. He's had a knockout win in the first round on the Contender Series, and man, be, you know, before he reached the Contender Series. I looked at his opponents, and 13 wins and 28 losses combined for his opponents. Now, he yes. has one hell of a reach advantage. He's got a 79-inch reach to Quinlan's 72-inch reach. This Quinlan, he's 6-1, four knockouts, two submissions. You know, all, all his wins are finishes, but he fights like once a year. Uh-huh. Uh, he's coming off his first ever loss. That was to Trey Waters. Uh, it, the reason he fights like once a year... His fights get overturned, steroids. Uh, he had a, a a fight that was pulled uh, that he was going to fight, and then his fight, his win on the Contender Series was overturned. This guy, he, he, it's funny how the UFC is. Some guy that's been caught multiple times with fucking steroids, no big deal, let's throw him back in there. Cyborg. Uh, uh, we can't sign her to the UFC, she's done steroids before. We don't. We don't want her. Uh, we don't fucking want her. She's a steroid abuser, dude. And, this guy, and also, even know. with the steroids, it wasn't worth the watching of a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. but Quinlan is nasty. Whether or not he fights once a fucking se- every seven years, seeing this guy come in there and do his fucking thing is impressive. He, it's a name that we know, even though he doesn't fight that often. That's how impressive he is when he's in there. This Danny's coming into a firestorm. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, Danny. Does some jabbing, man. He's got he's got a seven inch reach advantage on this guy, so maybe he can won't be able to reach him. All right, Mi Young Zhang, probably said that wrong. Brenderson he... Ribeiro. All right, Brenderson. Light heavyweights. Light heavyweights. Big boys. Brent, you know, uh, Zing's only twenty five years old. Ribeiro's oh, wow. twenty seven. This is another. This guy's got a fucking eighty one inch reach. Jesus Christ. So and that's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> I mean, that, that what was uh, John Jones eighty four? I'm not at, sure. At, that sounds, at light heavyweight. That sounds right. That sounds. I've never heard the name Brenson though. What the fuck is that? It sounds like a 
uh, a brand name of bread. <laughs> this guy's uh, nine knockouts, six submission wins. So yeah, once again, you know, all all his wins are finishes. Almost all but all but one of his losses are finishes. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. I like this, that. This is UFC debut. <laughs> uh, he won his last three, including the Contender Series first round knockout win over Bruno Lo- Lopes Lopez Lopes Lopez. Yeah, Lopes. whatever. Could it be either Fix- way? Zhang Fix it. Ten knockouts, six submissions. So all all his uh, wins are finishes. He's been knocked out three times, submitted twice. I mean, they both. They almost look like fucking same as far as their stats go. Uh, you know, uh, only only one of only three of his fights have gone to this past the first round. Uh, you know, Ribeiro's got that crazy reach. Uh, Zhang likes to pressure, go quick. Uh, can Ribeiro outlast early pressure? Probably not. That's my my prediction. Zhang looks to get get to fight. He likes to get in and out. I like that. It's an interesting matchup because again, like I said, I said they're light heavyweights because I've never heard of either one of them. <laughs> uh, so this next belt, Ren Renyan Nakamura, Carlos Vieira. So Vieira, he's thirty six. He lost to, to Brad Cantona on on the uh, Ultimate Fighter. This is his UFC debut at thirty six. That's why I brought his age up. Wow. You know, you know this guy. So he's eleven and three. He's only got six finishes. He's been submitted twice. Uh, his won his last four. They were at Fury FC. That's not including anything on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, so Nakamura, though this guy, he's uh, five knockouts, one submission win. His last fight was a decision win over Farney Garcia. Garcia's terrible. So you know, th- he's only got a couple decisions, two two other decisions in his career. He's you know he's eight and zero. Uh, there was. Garcia, and then uh, two other ones. Uh, he's only has one fight that went to the second round. You know his game plan. I think he'll probably try to get this to the ground. Will he be successful? Yeah. Who knows? Isn't isn't this Rinya guy like a prodigy or something? He's there's some <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's significant. They're having him fight nobodies. All right, he's, Marcos he's son of, son Rogerio. It was in huh? Shudo at a night. He was what? His dad was? Yeah, his dad was. Interesting. I don't know. I think the blonde hair on the Asian guy. <laughs> it just, it's so, significant. Who knows, man? If you barely get past Farney Garcia, I don't True. know. True. <laughs> but those lights, man. The lights. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is the next fight. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, Marcus Ruggiero DeLama versus Justin Tefei. Oh. <sighs> so... I was actually thinking about a meme, and I thought Justin Tefei, he's what you get if you order Mark Hunt from Wish. So, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Got, Wish.com. Seven and three, seven knockout wins, one knockout loss. He's won his last three, but those guys were terrible. Austin Lane, Parker Porter, Henry Hunsucker. That's like a who's who of the worst heavyweights <laughs> ever in the UFC. This guy's lost a decision to Jared Vandora. So, uh, Delama. Knocked out in his last fight by Derek Lewis in 33 seconds. He's 10 and 7 in the UFC. You know, whoever lands the big shot first is, is probably going to get a knockout. Uh, I'm thinking Delima. I'm going to give it to him. He's got 14 yeah, I, knockouts in his career. He's been knocked out twice, though. I think it's whoever lands first. Whoever's coming in and fucking throwing them hammers, someone's going to sleep, which is what we like in the heavyweight division. It Keep is. Keep doing that. <laughs> or break somebody's arm, at least. 
All right, Amanda Lemos <laughs> versus uh, Mackenzie Dern. This is a replacement fight. Mackenzie was not initially the one that she was supposed to fight. She was supposed to fight Tatiana Suarez. Now, yeah, are they vastly different, Mackenzie to uh, Tatiana, or what? It seems like oh, Mackenzie's yeah. very he- heavily favoring the jujitsu and wrestling bullshit. Tatiana's outstanding. She yeah, should be a champion it, by now, but it's always some kind of fucking setback happening to her. Yep. We need that to time see of her. the month. She should be uh, a household name in the female division. Absolutely, I agree. Mackenzie Dern, I, I'm tired of seeing her stupid face. It's always the same. Uh, <laughs> Amanda is just, she's a brawler. You know, she lives up to the name Amanda when it comes to being a female fighter with being willing to just throw hammers, connect as much as she can. And uh, she should get it again, man. Give her another title shot. Well, if there's, I, any, if there's anybody worth it, you know what I mean? I think she's going to win this because Dern, there was a time where I was like, damn, she's a, a nice up-and-coming prospect. I know, we both did. And then lately, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck happened to her. Yeah. Is, is she distracted by something? Is Something going on in her household. I don't know. She's lost three of her last five. And, you know, at one point she was looking like she could be a future champ. And now yeah. she's just looking like a, a, a jobber. She's that. She's on that Aspen lad tip. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just doing the same. Yeah. Virtually the same thing. But she is she is dangerous if you can get Lamos to the ground. But I doubt you will. There's some kind of you possession know? shit going on. Like she fought Aspen lab and the shit. The possession went into her now, so she's like a <laughs> yeah, now she's affected. Like it's like the movie, movie. It Follows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, interesting. I haven't seen this man in a while. Anthony Hernandez and Roman Kopilov. Okay? I haven't seen Anthony in a while. And you know why I like him? Because he has stretched ears. Okay? That's the only reason. <laughs> he also has his ear. No. Uh, he's, he's pretty nasty. Surprisingly a good fighter. He won his fight on the Contender Series, and he's basically been on a streak since then, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he's lost. He's won four in a row. Okay. Uh, well, what about Kopilov? Same thing, though, right? Three, four? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's won four in a row, too. Kopilov, he started off in the UFC 0-2, and, and now he's won four straight, and all of them knockouts. And against great competitors, too, if you look through his record. Anthony What's Hernandez, he got knocked out by Kevin Holland, 39 seconds, and he's I just like motivated him. He's won four in a row after that. You know what, Sam? Anything can happen in the fight game. I was playing the UFC the other day, and Bilal Muhammad beat me, so <laughs> anything can happen, dude. <laughs> I was so mad. The motherfucker. I was beating him up. I was just playing with him for a second, and then he fucking spinning back fist or something. He's, <laughs> he's aggressive with the takedowns, that son of a bitch. <laughs> I see where he was upset because Bisping said uh, that fight with Leon Edwards, he was getting beat up before he got poked in the eye, and he took exception to that. Well, he was getting beat up before he got poked in the eye. Watch the fight with your good eye. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Uh, What the fuck? I can't even... How do we even talk about the next fights? Like, this, starting the the main main card with these two is going to be incredible already. These guys are both going to be names, household names for a while. And then we got... Marab Davilishvili versus Henry Cejudo. What the fuck is Henry doing? <laughs> Get out, dude. Losing losing as an Olympic gold medalist at basically wrestling Aljamain Sterling, you got to quit. Uh, you got to quit, right? The guy beat you at your thing that you won a gold medal at. Huh? Now, he's put it out there. This that He put it out there that if he loses this, He's done. His retirement is for real if he loses this fight. So, yeah, I think that's what's probably going to happen. 
well, you know what's annoying about this matchup is this is going to be wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And, and now, here, you're going to like this. I was about to bring up Bilal Muhammad because this uh, Dizvili guy, he's becoming the white Muhammad. He needs yeah. to stop getting fucking decisions and finish Henry Cejudo. This, this would be good for him if he gets a nasty finish out of this. I, I doubt he will. It'll probably be another decision, but this guy needs more than just decisions. Well, that's all they train at the Longo Sarah camp. Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling. Look at all their fighters. You know, Aljamain Sterling, Chris Weidman, Rob. Here's the thing, though. I've seen Henry Cejudo starch guys. I have yet to see Marab do that. Does he have a knockout on his record? Three. Three okay. knockouts, one submission, 12 decisions. Where? Where <laughs> you know why you say that? Because uh, of his last nine wins, eight of them were decisions. That's why. That's why. Let's but see the if he about even has a knockout Henry... in the UFC. Let's find out. Here's the thing uh, about Henry's finishes, though, is he finished a TJ Dillashaw that was on PEDs, man. <laughs> Marlon and, Marais, uh okay. is the only, only not, what's the, is it the only UFC? That's impressive. That's impressive. Marlon is not a, anybody to sleep on at all. Uh, this yeah. is going to be a wrestling match, though, unless Henry decides to not make it one. if he Because he could beat this dude up on the feet. Henry's got those paws, but he's got a huge head. We'll see what happens. I like this fight, yeah. though. And now we, now we got the one. I see it. Now we got the one that the internet won't stop talking about. <laughs> the young Ian Gaddy. Yeah. Is that going to be a distraction to him? What? For him? Yes. He's a child. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Matt Rife is dealing with the same thing because, again, child. <laughs> hey, man, who cares? That's what I say. But you do. You care too much. And, uh, Ian is a guy who's built so well for this division. He's uh, He's got the skill set to be dominant. It's the personality that's taking people away from rooting for this fucking kid. It's, it's the lack of respect for somebody who built the octagon that you fucking walk in. I'm talking about Neil Magny. And I'll, you guys can go back and listen to the first. That when that when, After that happened, it wasn't a joke to me. I was upset because that is uncalled for first of all who the fuck are you that's what i'd be saying if i was i'm not even talking about the shit that he was saying online i'm talking about the way he disrespected him in the octagon Hmm. flipping him off pushing him extra all that extra shit dude talking crazy after the match it's like bro you're not conor mcgregor stop trying okay be yourself talk the way that you talk because i promise you dude irish people have been around for a long time and only what two of you sons of bitches have made it to the UFC and only one of you can be Conor McGregor so find your lane stay there here's what I do I do the Kevin Holland thing and shut the fuck up now especially when you're fighting a guy like Jeff Neal who can take your head off and he'll eat your shots you're gonna be, you might be doing some running dog but it's a it's a media frenzy now with this guy where it's like nobody even cares about the fighting because he's, yeah. he's such an idiot on the computer <laughs> where I mean just like Bilal Marab's doing the same thing. Volkanovski's doing the same thing. You guys look like fucking jokes. You know what you do? You do the Jeff Neal and let your fighting do the talking. Shut up, dude. Why are you running your mouth? I get it. You're trying to get in my head and hype it up and whatever. Fine. But also, you're 25. I almost think this guy's just being led around by his wife. Like, maybe she's just on all his accounts posting this shit. He might not even be saying anything. You know what? It might be the wife's ex-husband. Yeah, yeah. That could be the case, too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because there's no way a female would be remotely funny. 
gosh. You can get me in trouble on Valentine's Day. Hey, shout out Valentine's Day. Shout out all the women, all the mothers, sisters, daughters. Because uh, you know what? It's not a day for men. We know that. We get one thing if we're lucky. I'm not even talking about a gift. It's nothing we can hold. We get a, a release. Uh, you talk move on. Jeff Neal up a little bit. And all I'm going to say is Ian Gary just beat Neil Magny. And I think Neil Magny is a better Jeff Neal. So I, t- I think this is a downgrade a little bit. Yes, but Magny doesn't put guys away like that. Magny's a veteran fighter. He can outpoint you. He can fight you everywhere. But Jeff Neal, is, he's trying to take your head off. So Ian does have a chance to win this. Absolutely. I, I don't doubt that at all. What I'm saying is I saw Jeff Neal beat up Mike Perry, and uh, that, that's enough for me. Because if you know what I'm saying, if, if we're going to judge this Valentine guy by Bo Nickel's success today and give him a contract, we have to do the same thing with Jeff Neal and him being able to whoop Mike Perry because of Mike Perry's success now, correct? So that means we got to go all the way back to Joaquin Buckley. And we got to be like, that guy's actually better than we thought because the guy he beat is now a champion in another league, right? <laughs> we could do that if that's how we're going to base our math here. But I'm simply saying that I've seen Jeff be in there with some tougher guys than Ian's ever been in there with. And Jeff has been successful and he's also lost. But I also think that Jeff is in the proper position that people might want him to hurt this kid. Kind of exciting. That would get me hyped a little bit. Like I don't even like I don't even dislike the guy. I have no feelings at all, but everybody else hates him, so I'm gonna be you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna make a point. A- anything to keep him off the microphone at the end of the fight. All right, go ahead. Robert Whitaker, Paula Costa. Yikes. For what? The third time? <laughs> have they fought that many times? I don't know. I don't know. I'm literally asking. I don't think they've been fought. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've fought. They'd be fucked up if they had they hadn't. But all right, okay. so Neither of these, especially Paula Costa, is just not who he used to be. He's coming off a decision win over Luke Rockhold. A decision win? Come on, man. That that's almost a loss to me. Let's go. Let's, he lost let's his jump last back. two on, fights before the, that. You mentioned the Rockhold thing. Let's not forget. Mike Perry just starched him. <laughs> so again, shout out to Jeff Neal. You, <laughs> you know, just keep doing that math. So he lost his last his two fights before that. So this guy, his last finish. Was a knockout win over Uriah Hall back in 2018. So this guy, this guy hasn't gotten a finish in um, six years. All right. You know what? Let, let's look at the timeline of when USADA came into the picture and, and see if that made a difference. Because you remember, speaking of Joe Rogan talking about men's physiques, as soon as Yoel Romero and fucking Paulo Costa made their debuts in the middleweight division, that's all Joe could talk about. He's like, if those two guys fought, when they fought, oh my God. The six packs rubbing together. Holy, look at the thighs on that man. You know what I mean? Like, what fucking. Yeah, remember, dude, he's a uh, specimen. Paul Acosta, uh, maybe in that Luke Rockhold fight. I remember he came in a little heavy. Maybe it wasn't that fight. The fight before. He, oh, it was against Vettatori. He came in a little heavy, and they basically accused him of being a cheater. I mean, like, if anybody else comes in heavy, it's like no big deal. But, I mean, they, you know, uh, he's trying to cheat the scale, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Now, Robert Whitaker, he's 24-7. and seven. He's lost two of his last three. His last finish was in 2017. These are two guys that, you know, Whitaker's 33, Costa's 32. You'd think they're both in their 40s. It seems like they've been around forever. Get these guys out of here. Get some fresh blood in there. But I, I, Whitaker's telling people he's coming for violence. And, uh, yeah, I think Whitaker's going to win this fight. I like that. Uh, yeah. Bobby Knuckles is nobody to fuck with in the division. He was the champ, and he remained champ until this random guy shows up out of nowhere, changes the whole script. 
that's why I had assumed that Paulo had already fought Robert, but Paulo never got to that title shot until he lost to Izzy. So now he's got to fight the previous champion. Champion, and knowing that, there's all kinds of footage. You know, there's all kinds of tape. Him and his camp could be doing some, you know, great studying and come in and and actually pull off a victory. But I think that's never been Costa's style. <laughs> you know, he's just a big, massive guy. He's kind of fast, and he 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 trains with his wife. You know what I mean? Like he's playing too much on the computer himself to be out there really training. You know what I mean? You're 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 becoming a meme at this point. And let your fighting do the talking, and Bobby Knuckles is going to do that. Robert's going to do that. I think he's going to hurt Paulo early, and then Paulo's going to become hesitant. He's going to pull punches and avoid, you know, countering when he should. And it, it might end very similar to uh, the Izzy fight. Because I think Robert, honestly, when you think of anybody who's trying to get back to the championship, him and Max Holloway are the only two that come to mind. Like fighting to get their fucking belt back, dude. Give me anybody. I need to get there, right? And this is what we love. We like to see this. Give them that opportunity. See if they can. And here we are. You know, Hermanson winning just recently. And then Robert Whitaker versus Paula Costa. That's going to talk a lot about this division at the top, especially when Izzy's not the champ. Wait, who is the champ, though? Drykus. That's right. Yeah. Do we have the same hair now? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Taporia. Okay. First and foremost, I love Taporia. And Volkanovsky is boring as shit. It's all decisions. I, I mean, I had to look it up because I was almost positive that was the case. But when you're argue, arguing with people on MMA Twitter, you want your facts to be correct. So I made sure that I looked it up to see uh, what Volkanovsky has done in the UFC. And he has three finishes in total. <laughs> and he's been a champion for how long? Okay. The only guy that's done something similar to that is John Jones. I think he was like eight out of 11 were decisions. You had that recent Cyril gone. Okay. Eight out of 12 decisions. What the fuck? I mean, you guys are embarrassing previous champions like Anderson Silva, who was finishing everybody he fought, who wanted to try to take his belt away. GSP. He either was finishing you or fucking dominating you severely. Khabib. But now we got Volkanovski who's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the best striker, but I don't know how to knock you out. <laughs> How you do that? I got the best cardio. I can outlast anybody. Sure, sure. So does Colby Covington. Look where he's at. <laughs> yeah. My point is, is Taporia is dangerous. He is he is not the regular breed, if that's fair to say. And I fell in love with this dude when him and Patty got into it in the back, right? Where they're throwing shit at yeah, each other. Yeah. That's how do you not root for that guy? <laughs> how do you not root for the guy who's like, I ah, fuck this dude? This guy coming in here, taking all, pretending to get all this clout, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to throw a banana at his head, whatever. That's awesome because that's a guy who really takes this shit seriously. You know what I mean? It's no different than when Jorge Masvidal put the three-piece combo on fucking Leon Edwards. That's real. You want to talk about as real as it gets? That's as real as it gets. Feel that way. Keep that same energy, dog. You all these motherfuckers chirping online, but then they see each other, shake each other's hands, and exchange phone numbers. It's fucking weak. Real men don't do that shit. Real fighters specifically shouldn't do that shit. You think Kimbo Slice was going in there getting everybody's fucking phone number when he fought him in the backyard? <laughs> the fuck is that? To pour in, to four pour... knockouts, eight submission wins, two decisions. One of his decisions was his last fight over Josh Emmett. That was a decision. But man, we don't see this guy uh, very often. And you know, from way I understand, no one wants to fight this guy, yep. so we don't see him that often. So he wins this fight. No, this would push him up there. You know, 
he could become a household name because they're already talking all this shit lately about Volkanovsky is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. How many fucking greatest of all time can we have? All right? Oh, shit. Damn, you can't. Not everyone can be the greatest of all time. Now, Tapora, he is talking a lot of shit online. He is saying that, you know, this is going to be easy fight. Only last a round or two. And, Dude. you know, Volkanovsky saying the same type of shit. He he, I think he said two. I think he said the third round. He's gonna take him out. All this nah. shit. But Tapor is getting a lot of controversy because he's naming all the people when he wins the belt that he's not gonna defend it. He's not gonna let fight him for it. Max yeah. Holloway being <clears throat> one. That's pretty funny. But he's already I mean, talking like he's the fucking champ, which is pretty the wild. Thing. The man is full of confidence. I'll say that. Yes. I love it. And that's what you need. You got to have it. And if you look back, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you type into uh, YouTube, the search bar on YouTube right now, Ilya Taporia, there's probably a few different documentaries that I, I myself have watched about this guy's previous history, how he got to the UFC and all that. And when you hear that story or you watch this documentary or whatever, and you get that back, that backlog of information about the guy, you, you learn different things. It's the same thing how I feel about Michael Chandler in DC. It's like, I can't feel actual animosity towards those people because of the things they say or the way that they fight or because they're a fighter. There's so much more than that. They are humans. You know what I mean? Like Ian Gary, we can dislike him because he took his wife's last name, but I'm saying these guys like Michael Chandler adopting those kids. He's a fucking sweetheart of a man, but he's beating Dan Hooker. You know what I mean? I got to hate somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, DC saying the stupid shit that he says when he commentates, but the motherfucker lost a kid. It's like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? You have to feel like he's still a man. He's still a guy. He has feelings, emotions. You have to kind of be, gentle to a certain degree but when you go to this level of uh this online chirping back and forth show and prove is my favorite thing to say show and prove you can do all that talking dude i love it go for it but you have to also back it up paulo can be the goddamn cringiest dude henry cejudo could be the cringiest motherfucker but come in there and finish a guy i, I still have nothing but respect for you that's fantastic you did your job you all that chirping paid off but then you got sean strickland you see, like, guys like this, uh, uh, Dylan Danis, right? All that chirping, and then nothing? Fucking nothing. Like, did you see the Sneeko and uh, yes, Sean Strickland? Okay. <laughs> Anybody that knows anything about fighting, you know that that is fucked. Because sparring isn't fighting. Sparring is what? How? What percent, Sam? I don't know the percent, but very... <laughs> How hard do you go in sparring? Not very hard at all. Sixty percent, forty. You're 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 touching, right? This motherfucker was beating up this goddamn streamer, and guess what, dude? You look more impressive there than you did the entire Drakus fight. Hey, who would have known that you had uppercuts and hooks? It's and fucked leg up to be beating up on nobodies, bro. Th my point is, how come you didn't do that shit against Drakus? Mm. You fucking, you fraud. You're pretending to be a professional fighter so you can beat up on streamers, bro. All you want to do is be an inst Instagram dude and selling CBD. You want to do what Sean O'Malley does, but you don't want to have the belt. You don't want to work at actually being the champion. You're one fucking dimensional, and you have been since the moment you stepped on the fucking scene. Who the hell starched him that doesn't knock anybody out? Remember that? Who was that? Was it Hermanson? Somebody put Sean Strickland away that doesn't put people away like that. Oh, shit, man. Point is, fucking shut up. <laughs> fucking these people there's too much talking and very little action from a lot of these fools you see what i'm saying yeah. why even waste your time dude your fighting does all the talking connor's fighting did most of the talking too you understand like there's layers to this where it's like he showed and proved a lot 
So even if he lost to Dustin Poirier, he fucking hurt his foot. He can still talk that shit. Why? Because his resume has proven, right? Like, sure, Alexander can still talk shit because he just got a head kick knockout from Islam, but everything else speaks for itself. But also, you can't say you're finishing this fight in X, X amount of rounds because you don't do that. Your resume shows that. So, oh, now you're going to beat one of the best in the division faster than you beat a guy before you were a champion? How? Well, I do love this fight because this is going to show us, you know, we, we, we've been yearning to see Tapora fight, you know, someone that's that, that of higher caliber to see what right. he can do. So we'll finally Dude. know where he's at. And if he Look. can destroy somehow, just destroy Volkanovski, which is possible, you know, how do we know how Volkanovski beat? He could be passed out drunk in the alley right now. The way he was fucking talking. Okay. Uh, I was I went to drinking and I was the only reason I lost. I was drunk. Right. Uh, <laughs> turned into a drunk before the fight. Hey, that that that, that five foot three frame doesn't take much to get drunk, man. <laughs> One shoe and he's done. I'm not even talking about an adult shoe, a size fucking four kids. Um I was gonna make a point here. Go back to what you were saying, repeat a little bit of what you, what you said. I was man. just saying how we, we were, you know, wanting Too to drunk. see Topora fight someone, you know, with the name. Because he's been destroying oh. everybody he's been in there with. Josh Emmett, I, I mean, that was an easy fight for him. Every, dude, everybody's been Bryce, Mit, Bryce Mitchell? <clears throat> Didn't he tap out Bryce Mitchell? Yeah, he did. Arm triangle. Do you understand? Okay, being as old of a fan as you and I both are, statistically, that makes him one of the most dangerous people in the division. <laughs> if you're beating the guy at his thing, that, dude, that's it's like it's like being a center. I always like making NBA uh analogies it's like being a center for a team and then putting threes all over steph curry's face right like you're doing the thing he does in on him like that's exactly what he did to bryce mitchell josh emmett he made it look like you're new here now the only problem is is taporia i don't think he puts himself in bad positions which is great but volkanovsky is really sneaky because those holloway fights were so fucking close how were you keeping track of what he was doing? He's so quick and, you know, that sneaky shit is why he's won those fights. You know, it's like the field goal kicker winning the fucking football game with the last three points. You're like, you sneaky bitch, fucking throw the touchdown. Bet you wouldn't have made that. But yeah, this is a fun matchup. And I want Taporia to win so he can shut up all the fucking, the bandwagon dorks. Plus, the we guys need, that are, we need the guys a new that are, star. The guys that are like, Duval. Like, bro, if you're still representing you the street or city you grew up on, or you're fucking, you're lame. Get a personality. That shit's weak as hell. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm from this place. This place matters. Oh, we're all from New Zealand or Australia, so that's why we got to go for this guy. Why? That doesn't add up to me. It's like Connor's not from here, and I'll root for him. Anderson Silva wasn't from here. I'll root for him, right? Like, that's weak shit. It's, it's time for a new face to come in and, and be a household name and propel themselves into the spotlight. Some of these old guys, it's time. Your time is done, man. We, we've heard enough about you being the GOAT. Now go on, fucking enjoy your life of retirement or something. Sure. You being in a cage of your claim to fame is cardio, cardio, cardio. You know, this this could be a big, this is a big name. I mean, I'm not going to argue. Volkanovsky is a big name. If Tapor can get over him, you know, he, he solidifies himself as a damn, you know, one of the best. Immediately. I want to make a prediction on this podcast. Go ahead. This might be the year of the dethroning. Okay? So we already saw Sean Strickland lose his belt, right? That that was the first of the year. 
with the first car. No. It was the most recent belt, right? There hasn't been another belt yet. But I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of belts changing hands this year. I'm going to make that prediction right now. I don't know where my evidence is other than the Sean Strickland thing. I think there was a female switchover. Another female that got a belt. Raquel Pennington. So, come on, man. Come on. There's two right there. We got the rest of this year, man, to see how many of these fools. I also, I'm not saying that these guys couldn't get back. Like, if Izzy fights for the belt, it's he's dethroning Drykus. So, that still counts. He just got back to his own title. I also can't wait till 300 to see about this Jim Miller. Because there's a lot of talk about Bruce Buffer being asked to say Jim fucking Miller. And he's like, ah, come on, guys. I'm a pussy. So, <laughs> so instead he says, I might say friggin'. Gosh. You're like, don't say. Also, people are hating on Bruce for the screaming in the fighters' faces and shit. Oh, that's but great. Little, hold on. Little do they know, the fighters ask for that. Yeah. Like, some of them will be like this. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> fucking screaming their name right yeah, with they're them. screaming back the at them. I mean, it's, yes. I like it. That's yeah, hype yeah, as fuck. Too. That's a good, that's a good way to get hyped the fuck up. Oh. Yes. How were people hating on that? What do you want it to be like? In this corner, we have the red guy. In this corner, the blue. It's bo- you know, put Bruce is a performer. God damn it, he knows what he's doing. Don't ever, don't ever question that man's job, even if it is saying fucking on <laughs> on live TV. How early uh, is the Jim Miller fight? If it's on pay per view. What does it matter? Yeah, you so say whatever you want. Uh, let's get out of here. Yes, sir. Guys, I got a new podcast. I started uh, Free Water in uh, 2020. It has been taken from Spotify. I don't know why my voice cracked there. Deal with it. Uh, puberty is coming soon. But check out Puke Water. Puke Water. Patty Puke Water. People, yeah. Exclusive yeah. news. It's on Patreon right now. It's available. I don't know. Maybe on Spotify. I have no idea. On Anchor. I don't know the link. But check it out. Great job, Awesome. is going to be the hub for a lot of the clips and stuff as well still. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll throw don't the link it. up. How about that? You'll do what? Throw the link up in the description. Yes. Uh, don't leave a pod on Twitter. Don't leave it to the judges on. Don't I'll leave throw it to a the link up pod. to the Puke Water pod. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. See? Appreciate you get, it. You get goodies if you listen to this podcast, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, go. I, I might talk MMA at some point, but either way, goodbye. <laughs>